Luke chapter 11, I want to start reading in verse number 33 and preach on this subject matter on let the light shine bright. Let the light shine bright. Luke eleven thirty three says, No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. And when thine eye is evil, thy, thy whole body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If thy whole body, therefore, be full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light." How many understand that the smallest of a light in the darkest night can make a difference? And you can see it from a long ways away, can't you? I've used that phrase many times in relationship to even being up here in New England. Some would say this is a dark corner of the country, but why would we want to be anywhere else? If we have the light of the gospel, and I don't think there'd be any argument today that the world we're living in is a spiritually dark nation. And if you say, well, we were built on Christian principles, we've come a long ways. I do agree in a part that we are not a Christian nation today. As far as as a whole, I know there's Christians in the nation But sin is abounding on every side. Wickedness and evil are being promoted, and not just promoted, but coming to the point of prominence in our our society. And so there's a need for light everywhere we go. And we say a need for light. I'm not talking about sunshine. I'm not talking about walking with a flashlight. I'm talking about the light of the gospel. Now, we see a parable that's being given here about no man lighting a candle and putting it under a bushel. You say, what would be the point of that? That it is dark, so we light a candle to be able to see and then put it under a bushel basket. Some will know exactly the time and the place. When I give this example, I have heard of one young man that desired to light a dark place, so he lit a candle looking for something under the couch and then found what he was looking for and left the candle under the couch. It was a pastor's son. Don't worry, it's not your pastor's son. And for now, for the past 25 years, it's been known as the church parsonage that had the fire because someone lit a candle, put it under a couch looking for something. You say, we don't usually do that. No, that's what was taught to the young man too. That's not usually how that happens. But I'm afraid we live in a society today that we take the light that has been provided to us, not the sunshine and not your light on your, your phone or the light from a flashlight, but the light of the gospel. And I believe we put it under a bushel 
and we hide it from the world that's around us because we say, well, I don't want them to think that I'm some radical Christian or something. If you'll just be a regular Christian, they'll think you're radical. Because Christianity is so diametrically opposed to the society that we live in today that just being a Christian in 2023 is different than what this world is. But I want to go on record once again and say the world needs Christians to stand tall and shine the light and to be who God has commanded us to be. He has told us that we are the salt and the light. And I know that's more than just a catchphrase that this new world and evangelical world, well, we're supposed to be salt and light. That's a great catchphrase to be putting out there, but start living it on a daily basis. You say, Pastor, explain a few things to me. Okay, I will. First of all, let's identify the light that we have in the scriptures here. And so the first thing, let me give you a few verses, is in John chapter number eight. Let's identify the light. John chapter number eight, Jesus said this in verse number 12, then spake Jesus again unto them saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, and shall have, but shall have the light of life. Now, he also said this in John chapter 9, a couple pages over. John chapter 9 and verse number 5, he said this, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. You say, well, that's, that's a little different than what he said before. No, he's just saying as long as he's walking around, listen, he is lighting up what is around him spiritually, being able to give the gospel. But then he also said this in John chapter number 12 and verse number 46. I'll start back at 44. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Now, I believe every one of us would agree that the Lord Jesus Christ, because he said it, and I believe what, his, what he says are true words, that as long as he was here, he was the light of the world. How many would agree today? Now, listen, if you don't agree with it, then I don't know what you ate last night and what you're getting for visions, but how many would agree with the Bible that Jesus actually ascended to heaven? Jesus is not walking upon the face of the earth today. So we look back and we say, well, Jesus said, as long as he's in the world, he's the light. So does that mean that the light is gone now? When we come back to Luke chapter, chapter 11 and start looking and say, hey, no man lighteth a candle and put it under a bushel, what's the light doing? Well, if the light is Jesus and only Jesus, then listen, Jesus ascended back to heaven 2,000 years ago. I will say the world's continued to get darker. But it's not just Jesus that is the light. Let's continue to identify the light. Back in Matthew chapter number 5, Matthew chapter number 5, and down in 
Verse number 13, where people like to go to, verse 13 says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Now look at the context of it. The very next verse. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now listen, so many people like to make the excuse, well, Jesus is the light, but then he reminds us we're the light. Well, no, I'm, Jesus is gone. We're just, we're just praying for moving of the Lord. We are the moving of the Lord here on this earth. We are the light when Jesus said, ye are. Now, let me show you this. You say, well, that's, that's back in the book of Matthew. Let me show you what the Bible says. And if you don't get over there quick enough, that's fine. Ephesians chapter number five. Ephesians chapter number five and verse number eight says this. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Do you understand? He didn't say that in times past ye walked in darkness, but listen, ye were darkness. That's actually what we were before Christ, but he said now ye are light. So walk as children of light. Ye are light, Matthew 5, 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Don't worry, we're coming back to Luke 11. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 4 says this, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. He's talking about the day of the Lord coming back. Verse 5, For are all the ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Let me ask you something. I wonder this. I wonder if that can be used to describe your life right now in the current world and lifestyle that you have. Not just that you are walking in light, but I wonder if it could describe you that you are light. To those that we come in contact with, you say, well, boy, where I'm at, it's such a dark environment. That's your fault. We're supposed to be light. That means when I walk in there, it's supposed to light up around me. Now, I'm not talking about a, a supernatural glow that may be there, but I am talking about my relationship with the Lord and my position in Christ that I was once darkness, now I am light, and I ought to be lighting up everybody that's around me. You say, well, that's not happening. Well, maybe you're being hid under a bushel. Maybe you're trying to 
conceal your light. Maybe you're trying to say, oh, I don't want light to offend. We all know what Jesus said, that men love darkness. Why? Rather than light. Why? Because their deeds are evil. Do you understand that light reveals things? Do you understand that that when light shines on something, that it is going to show imperfections? I don't know how many here have ever finished uh, sheetrock before, okay? I'm talking a good job. I'm not talking about just, hey, I YouTube this and I believe I can get it, okay? I'm talking about a professional. Do you understand? Now, usually the electrical's not hooked up and everything inside the house or the building. They will take a light, They're not trusting their feeling to say, yeah, that's good enough. They will take a light from every direction and cast shadows on that wall to reveal what is wrong on that wall to be able to sand it down or to be able to redo it. I'm talking about a good job, okay? Not my job. I'm talking about a good job to be able to get it done right. Listen, do you understand that with us living in this world, that we are not just to spread the light, but we are to be the light? You say, well, that's Christ. Well, guess what? He's not here today. He is not physically walking upon the face of the earth, but we are. So we are to be that light. So when we identify this light and look at it, don't worry, we're we're coming back around. We identify the light is Christ. We identify that we are the light. But then what's the Bible say in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4? The Bible says that the gospel is the light. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse number 3, it says, but if our gospel be hid... It is hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Boy, as I looked at these passages of Scripture, and as I come back to Luke chapter number 11, and I understand a parable and having a heavenly meaning and a spiritual meaning that Christ is trying to teach to us here. He says that this light who was Christ while he was here on the earth, who is now us and the only light in us is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you following me? You tracking this afternoon? We ought to be having the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ living out in our life everywhere we go. I'll take it a step further and say, listen, if you are closely associated with people on a daily or a weekly basis and they don't even know that you're a Christian, we're hiding something. And all we're trying to do is take the bushel of life and cover up our life and our light and be able to say, I'll take the bushel off on Sunday morning when I set foot into church. Now, can I encourage us on this? Individually, let the light shine bright. Now, here's where I want to get to today. Not just individually, but can I say this? I'm desiring for the light from our church 
to shine brightly. You say, what is the light? Listen, it's not that pastor shines bright. It's not that our members shine bright and it's drawing that. We're talking about the gospel of Christ and the message of Christ. I want it to shine brighter than it ever has before, not just for here, but around the world. Let the light shine bright. Now, come back to Luke chapter 11 with me. First of all, I want you to see this. I want you to see the exalting of the light. No man, verse 33, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but what does he do with it? But on a candlestick. Do you understand that the only purpose, and this gets deep right now, the only purpose of a candlestick is to exalt and to lift up the light. That is the only purpose of it. You say, but this is so beautiful. Listen, not every candlestick looks the same. Not every candlestick is formed the same way, but every one of them have the exact same purpose is to exalt the light. That's what it's supposed to do. And listen, I've got some that are unused. How many of you have unused candlesticks in your house? Uh, I'm not going to touch this one over here. Anyway, we got unused candlesticks. I have got, listen, some of the most beautiful candlesticks you'll ever see. Or do we get rid of them? The ones I'd bring some candlesticks back from overseas. I'm talking, hand, they're probably not there anymore. Okay, we still have them somewhere. Some of the most beautiful candlesticks you ever made. I mean, hand-carved, hand-painted, absolutely beautiful. Guess what? They've been worthless for 20 years. You say, why are they worthless? They've never once fulfilled their purpose. Do you understand what he's saying here? How many here have ever had to teach your kid, listen, when you light a candle, you don't just lay it down. What are you supposed to do with it? First ever candlelight service we had at the church. I won't name names. They're still part of the church. I won't name names. First ever candlelight service we had. It was downstairs. And I'm thinking, man, this is going to be great. We had candlelight service. And I said, we're going to do the whole service by candlelight. I learned a few things after that, okay? <laughs> and I'm still learning. Brother Raul, honestly, we lit the candles, shut the lights out. Man, we had a time. We're singing. We're testifying. <laughs> I'm preaching. Everybody's holding a candle. I get done. The lights come on. Wax on, wax off. I mean, just, just all over the place. I get done, turn the, turn the lights on. I've got wax all over my Bible that I haven't seen. I've had to tear that off. Someone sitting here on the front row, we weren't upstairs, don't worry. Someone sitting here on the front row, not today, in that service, they were getting a lot of wax built up on the top. So they'd dump it off on the floor. And it would melt a little more. 
and they dump it off on the floor. So we're going around the next day with a, with a credit card, debit card, something, and we're scraping the wax off the floor. Listen, first thing we had to say, okay, we're going to change some things next year. And teach, listen, it's okay to take the candle, light it. It gives light. First thing you got to do is put it on a candlestick. It is always the exalting of the light more than the exalting of the candlestick. Understand the candlestick only has one purpose, and that is to exalt the light to be able to get it up higher for the light to be seen. Now, can I also say this, and this is just going to be some common sense for us, okay? Can I tell you the energy of the light? How many here have ever just tried to light wax on fire? Okay, we've tried. Can I say it's not the wax of a candle that burns? But you know what it is? It's that source that comes from the inside out that is actually the light that is burning for everybody to be able to see. You say, well, what's the the spiritual application to this? Listen, for the Bible to say you're the light, what's meant is not you physically, but Christ that liveth in you is shining so bright that everybody around us is going to be able to see Christ. Now, if I can say, we're just the holder, we're just the, we're just the vessel for Christ to be able to shine through to this world that's around us. But then can I remind us of this? The Bible tells us here in verse number 33, coming back to it, the effectiveness of the light, that it's put on a candlestick that they which come in may see the light. You come down through, listen, in verse 36, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give the light. Back in Matthew chapter number five, listen, it says that a city or a light that's set on a hill, it can't be hid. Now listen, you could walk in here pitch black. All the lights are off. Do you understand? Now listen, there's some nights I'll be leaving. It's after dark. Lights are off. I'm trying not to waste electricity at the church, okay? Every light's off. The only one that's on is in my office. Shut that light off. Set foot out in here. You say, Pastor, what do you do? It's pitch black. The lights are back there. No. It's one little exit sign right here. You say, that's not very much. Walk in here after dark. You can walk anywhere you need to go. There's another one right back there by that door. Some of you didn't even know we had an exit sign there. (laughs) Listen, that's enough light right there. Can't be hid. You can walk in through here. You say, well, I don't don't have that that big of a light. I'm I'm not that much of a witness. Listen, the smallest light shines the brightest in the darkest of night. Listen, it can be seen. Do you know that God used Gideon? I won't get into all this. God used Gideon and 300 men with their lanterns, with a pitcher. And as soon as they broke that, listen, 300 of them surrounded supernaturally. They thought they were surrounded, started killing each other and, and thought they were being invaded. You know what it was? It was just lights up on a hill around them. That's all it was was just lights. But in the darkest of night, listen, they looked at that and said, we are surrounded. It would be amazing if 200 people on a Sunday morning would get the light shining bright and get out into this world and see what God's able to do. 
But it'd be amazing what God could do this use this church for. Now, let me draw this to a conclusion. You say, Pastor, we're a light, got the candlestick, okay. Let's understand this, 2023. I believe this, the light is the gospel of Christ. There is no greater message. Here's where I want you to get a mental picture, if you would. Turn over with me to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter number 1. Bible says in verse number 20, as John is writing what he's received from the Lord Jesus, verse number 20 says this, The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Now, I'm not falsely interpreting the scripture. Repeat it with me. What are the candlesticks in Revelation 1.20? What are the candlesticks? The churches. Now listen, we are told throughout the New Testament that the light of the glorious gospel, and I say I want our church to be able to shine that light forth Now understand this, we are the candlestick for the light of the gospel to be placed upon and shine out to the ends of this world. That's all we are, is the candlestick. You say, I'm going to be the light. The light's the gospel. The light is Christ dwelling in us. The light's the gospel, the message that we put out there. Our church is the candlestick. Can you get a picture of this? And I don't know, maybe Ruth can work on it this week. She ain't got nothing else to do. I've always pictured it like this since God helped me with this. I've always pictured our church sitting right here. And just a candle sitting on top of it. That we're just the candlestick. And we're just holding the light for the light to be able to shine. Do you understand the higher up a candlestick goes, the further the light goes out? Okay, where it shines out, you understand? You say, Pastor, why are we always trying to reach people? Why are we trying? Listen, I'm all for whatever God wants to do at Granite State Baptist Church. The higher the the candlestick is, the brighter the light that it's going to go out and to be able to spread the light of the gospel. And I've always pictured this of just our church with a candle of the gospel on top of that, just shining out and saying, God, please don't remove our candlestick out of its place. Do you understand that there used to be some candlesticks? Now, remember what I said about candlesticks? They've got one purpose, to hold the candle and to shine the light. There were some churches that once were spreading the gospel out all over the place. Wonderful. Let them shine. Where are they at today? You know what I'm praying? 
that will be the candlestick that God desires for us to be. And listen, get that light out as far as we possibly can. You say, how's that going to happen? Let the light shine bright. We're going into missions conference this week. I am so asking the Lord, Lord, would you build our candlestick a little bit higher to be able to cast that light out to the regions beyond that we've never gone to before for the light of the gospel to be able to go. Every candlestick looks different. Might have different painting on it. Listen, I've walked into, I have no idea how many churches we've walked into over the past 25 years since we've been married and in ministry. No idea. Do you know that there's never been two of them that have been exactly the same? We've walked into some big churches. We've walked into some little churches. I've walked in and preached to, to, to five people sitting there besides my family. You've been in churches like that, Raul? Walked into churches, listen, that have 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 people sitting there be able to preach. Hey, we've been able to walk in. Do you know what they had in common? They were the candlestick where God had them to be. And you know what they were doing? Just trying to spread the light. Just trying to hold the light of the gospel for it to be able to go forth. And I I so pray for our church. The Bible says this, let your light so shine before men. Oh, I don't want them to see me. Listen, we're supposed to let our light shine that others may glorify God, that they can see our light and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Do you know your good works are supposed to be seen by people? That's not, And it's not for the purpose to glorify you. People are supposed to be able to see you doing right and living right. Why? To glorify God. If I can put it this way, I believe this, missions is paying the power and energy bill of the church. To be able to keep the light shining forth. All we're doing is building up the candlestick and say, let our candle stick get as tall and as big as it can for the gospel to be able to shine forth. Where is enough enough for the reach of the gospel of Christ? Where is enough enough? Where do we say, We don't need to take the gospel over there. I think we've done enough. Did you get to the point in your house that you say, oh, we don't need a light in that closet? Did you get to the point and say, ah, listen, we don't need a light in the kitchen? We've got enough light in this house. No. And can I say there's still regions around this world. They don't have the light of the gospel. So may God help us to be the candlestick that will let the light shine and continue to shine. Can you picture that with me? I'm done preaching now. Can you picture that with me? Here's our church. Maybe it's just the way my mind works. I can just picture our church with the candle of the gospel shining out from the top of it. And I'm saying, Lord... Would you help us to just keep shining bright? Just keep shining bright till Jesus comes.